When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Manchester Football Social. Full-time Devils Takeover. Hello and welcome to the full-time Devils Takeover. Oh, it's all going off. You've got Adam McCola doing live reaction to the Champions League draw in the next room. As soon as that finished, he's going to be coming in here, joining me, Joe, and Mr. Jamie Jackson over there. Hello, Jamie. Hello. Oh, man. as if, look at this, it's perfect timing. The man himself, come on, Adam. I think he's waiting to be polite. Adam, just come on in, come on in. Come uh, this on, is your full-time Devils takeover. Reaction to the Champions League draw. Whatever you want to speak about Manchester United, it's very simple how to get in touch. Give us a call, 0345-111-7625. you got to call us early today because it's going to be busy. Adam, come on, grab that chair. I'm come back. It. He's back. I was just telling everyone. Sorry, am I on? how to get in touch tonight and uh, obviously you can take the league now the Champions League draw it's done and dusted is it Adam? Ah, it is done and dusted Manchester United's group ladies and gentlemen (laughs) Juventus we've got Ronaldo and Pogba going back to their old Uh. clubs we've got Valencia the place where Pereira was out on loan last season and of course big big challenge for United out in Spain and the final one is young boys of Switzerland who are obviously a little bit of an unknown I don't think we've ever played them in competitive football so it'd be a big game for Manchester United six big games for United in Europe some great European away trips as well for Mm -hmm. the Reds that follow the boys on the road and how are you guys feeling at home? Get your calls in, let yeah, us know. do it nice and early. I'm sure you can get your calls in. Bye, give us a call. 0345-117625. You're coming at your calling nice and early. You can speak to myself, Joe, Adam and Jamie. Jamie, uh, I mean, you were there watching it with Adam. Your yeah. initial reactions to the group and, uh, and you know, who United have got. Yeah, um, it's tricky. Juventus, obviously, uh, know what they're doing in, in Europe. Um I don't know, I, I was saying before with Adam, I, I can see a draw, I can see United drawing yeah. in, uh, in Turin against Juve and then beating them at home. Not as easy as, you know, doing it, saying it like that. And then, um, you know, Valencia home and away. I mean, you should be beating them at home and, and again, drawing if not beating them. Uh, it will be tricky, don't get me wrong, especially with all the stuff we're bound to speak about a little bit later. And then young boys, I just had to quickly look them up, I have to be honest. I think they're the Swiss champions, if I'm reading correctly, so there won't be any mugs, but, you know... It's not being disrespectful to sort of say that the Swiss league's not 
you know, it's not one of the top four or five in in, um, in Europe. So overall, it'll be tough. But you can look at it this way, can't you? You can sort of tough, toughen the side up. They do get through, which they should, and then you know, hopefully. You're there when it comes back round again in February. So here's what we're going to do. I think we've just started, obviously, you're listening to 106.1 FM. Hello and welcome. But we're going to join YouTube now live. Hi, guys. Welcome to the FTD Fan Phone in the full-time Devils XS Manchester radio show. We are live Thursdays, 6 to 7 p.m. on the radio and on YouTube. So you can see what's going on in the studio today. It's obviously myself, Adam McCullough, here with Joe McGrath. Hello. No Webby today. He's out. Drinking the bars dry in <laughs> Belfast, but we have got Jamie Jackson fresh from a running with Jose Mourinho in the press conference, and we'll be finding out it more than his thoughts on that respect, respect, respect. R E S T E C P. Yes, that, that's how that is how Ali G spells it, ladies and gentlemen. I never spelt it wrong um, by accident, but yes. That's how we... What we're talking can I, about can, can so I just say... Back, sorry, I'm just catching my breath. Uh, no, you catch your breath. Let me tell you about this. We've had, in the space of a minute, we've had the phone lines are already round. We've got four callers on the line. Alex, Sony, Aaron and Chris all waiting to have their say. So you can expect this show to be an absolute round pack one. All want to talk about uh, the Champions League. All want to talk about Jose in the press conference. So we've got so many calls. If you want to get in touch, 0345 uh, Yeah, it's mad. And not it's only that, mad show. And not only that, we've got David Garrido coming in to yep. speak to us as well about Valencia to give us a little bit more about uh, the Spanish side that we're taking on and of course yours truly at 6.30 Andy Tate he wasn't with us at Old Trafford this weekend but we'll be getting his thoughts on the game um, as he saw it because it was a big game this weekend another defeat but first things first Alex you're saying Jose's press conference was justified can you go in a little bit more on that Oh, hi, lads. Uh, yeah, um, definitely. Uh, that's definitely my opinion. Um, so because, first things first, um, talking about the game, right, um, I feel like that first half was probably one of the best first half we've seen played from United for a long time. You know, it's everything that we wanted to see for such a long time. You know, we pressed high up the pitch. We forced them into mistakes. We pushed our wing backs forward. We sustained attacks, you know, and we put a lot of pressure on them in the first half and we had a lot of chances that we should have put away. And I feel like because of the final result, um, a lot of the whole game was taken out of context because um, as Jose Mourinho said in this press conference, you know, like the press are coming to him and are asking him about, oh, tell us about this player, tell us about this player. But if he was to tell you about this player, then you'd criticise him for criticising his players. And then he goes on about, he's like, oh, um, there's, uh, he said that, we have, that, they, that they had zero corners, zero free kicks in the first half. The first free kick that they had, they've scored a goal. That's a good point that he made. But then obviously the press, they continue pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. Well, so one of the members of the press is sat here, Jamie. Hello. Uh, did you continue to push and push and push and push, as, as he's saying? Well, I mean, if you're using the word push pejoratively, then no. Obviously, we ask questions. Um, I think there's two things going on here. I think there's, are United any good at the moment? That's one thing. And then there's a whole other issue that that is sort of, you know, gained more and more momentum the last two or three years about the role of the media. And I think if you separate the two things out, I, I still think it's a valid issue. Whatever you think of the media, and there's good and bad like in any industry, etc., you know, there's still an issue with, with United style of play. And sorry, was a caller called Alex? Yeah, uh, he's called Alex. Yeah, Alex. Uh, I, think yeah. You, I, I think you've got a good point about um, how they played in the first half. But unfortunately, there was in the second half, and you know, you, you have to ask um, questions which you know kind of get answers to, to issues. So, for example, Jose said in that same press conference, you know, when I come here and I win, you ask me questions about the style. 
when I come here and lose, you ask me questions about the result. Well, I, I'm not a United fan, but I always thought United fans and United like to win with style. So it is an issue, even if you, you know, one or the other, if, you, if you're winning it, it's not with style and, and vice versa. So it was unfortunate the way it went, but at the same time, fair play to the guy. If, you're, if you are a fan, you can see how much he cares about your club and obviously you want to see that. And I also liked what he did, both with the formation, I think I said it earlier, I think it's good that he was innovative, but also what he went and did at the end of the... The, uh, the game going to the Stratford end. I'm not sure I've seen that. He might have done it before, but I haven't. I can't remember seeing it. And I think he needs a bit more of that, just a bit of connection with, with the fans. Agree with that, Alex? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But also at the same time, you know, um, the media aren't asking questions about what Manchester United should be doing. They ask the way that some of the questions are phrased. It's almost as if you know the media have created this doubt about Jose Mourinho's ability to manage a team. The weaknesses in the team is what we can clearly see, which is a weakness in personnel. You know, we lack a quality centre half, and I think that's what Mourinho meant when he was talking about respect at the end of the press conference. He's like, "Listen, look, I've done this and this and this in my career. The way you're questioning me as a manager is to almost." you know, belittle all of the achievements I've done in my career. You know, have some respect. You can ask me questions in a certain way, but, you know, draw the line because you've seen some of the headlines that are coming out this week, you know. It, it comes to a point where it's not just like a journalistic opinion about, oh, you know, this Marina could do this better, could do this better. It's almost saying Marina's lost it, and that's what I think he means when he said that, you know, have a little bit of respect when you're speaking about me. You know, you do get it, Alex. Thank you very I mean, much for your call, Cheers, Alex. Alex. Um, very quick there. Very quick, I like it. Adam is getting rapid. Um, I'm, so, I'm so what they're trying to say is, I think Alex's mm. trying to say there, is you don't have respect for Mourinho. And that's what he's trying to say. Is that well, true? some members that, of them, if one, you want one, to dub one, anyone one, in. 100% it's not true as far as I'm concerned. Um, the guy's a phenomenon. He's won eight league titles in, in four countries. He's got the first ever treble in Italian football history internationally. Um, you know, the question that, that got him in the end to say the respect, the respect, the respect thing was about him saying how... He says, but I'm paraphrasing, he basically said that the fan, I found out tonight the fans are good judges of teams because they were still clapping at the end despite the loss. And I then said, well, wait a minute. And again, I'm paraphrasing, many fans had already left, you know, large swathes of fans. So what does that say, in your view, of those fans as a judge of your football team? So I was sort of using what he just said and just, just asking him about it. Um, you know, and this whole respect thing, why, why would anyone not respect his record? One, Before, of, the, one of the things that, a lot of United fans will bring up, and I see myself, um, maybe not from you personally, but from a lot of people in the media, is that they treat Jose completely different to the way they do Pep, completely different to the way they do Klopp. Is that because the standards at Manchester United are higher, or they just dislike Jose in comparison to those guys? In that very same room, yeah, at Old Trafford, uh, when Jose Mourinho sort of walked out, went, right, Pep Guardiola had a go at me when he was manager of Bayern Munich against your, your David Moyes United, because I, I, I asked him... Not my David Moyes, Jamie. <laughs> you take that back, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking generally, um, because I, I dared to ask him if, if he had a problem breaking down United. That I think it was a draw that night, you know, the quarterfinal mm -hmm. first leg. So, so there you go. That, that, you know, if you, Me personally, I, I've had... How can I say uh, interesting times with Pep Guardiola? I get it about the, I get it about Klopp and I get it about Pochettino. But the thing is, and the problem is, and it, you can tell me whether you think it's fair. United are the most successful club in this land domestically, anyway. Uh, you know, twenty titles. Jose Mourinho is the most successful manager we've got here. So because of that, he is held to higher standard. As I say, that might be unfair, but I think that's what's going on there. I, I completely get the thing about Klopp and, and you know Pochettino. What, what have they won? Zero. I get that. So I think there, I think I think there is an element of what you're saying is correct there, but. If you are so good and you haven't won a league title for three years and you're Manchester United and you haven't won a league title since 2013, then it's kind of like a material issue, is it? When is it going to happen? One of the things that annoyed me particularly 
um, and it made me want to throttle some of those journalists. <laughs> I'm running away. Was was that when Jose Mourinho left the room? It was sort of like a schoolboy giggle between. Yeah, you've won. You there. won. And you it's won. like you got the story. Who you've do won. you like? Think you really like? Who are you to giggle behind that man's back? Like because you write about football, but you don't know half about what he's forgot. Listen, I was one of the people laughing, and I would I would have laughed if he'd still been there, not disrespectfully, but because it was sort of a, 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 an embarrassing sort of end to it. So sometimes you laugh because you're not too sure what to do. Mm-hmm. You understand what I mean? I don't think anyone was nervous, of, like kind of. Oh, well, yeah, I was going to see Smalling and Jones. That was in, that was interesting <laughs> sort of thing. Um, so, but again, it's very. Listen, I, again, I get this because. When you're in the when you when you're in the situation, you obviously are a lot more aware of what's going on. As soon as I have a holiday and I'm not do, I'm not doing my job, mm. I, I am back to being inverted commas a punter, and I and I get the same sort of thing perceptions that you have. So I again, I completely get that. Can I ask a final question before we go sure. to another caller? Do you know how to push Jose's buttons more than any other manager? Not me personally, not necessarily. I but mean, do, it, do you think the media knows what to say to get the reaction out of him? More than any other manager in the in the Premier League, I can one hundred percent say I've never had a conversation with a colleague pre a Jose press conference to say how we're going to push his buttons. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've all got different agendas. I'm going to push some buttons now. I'm going to get <laughs> Sonny in. He says structure of United is a mess. We need to back the manager. Sonny, let me know your thoughts. Hello, hello, mate. You're on full time Devils. What do you want to say? Um, I just like to blame the actual organisational structure of the club. Um, for the problems we've been having recently, because you can't blame Mourinho um, for those goals that went in. You can't blame him for the poor performance of Brighton, because he sent three or four targets in summer. He wanted Willian, he wanted Alder Verrilli, he wanted um, Varane, and he got Small and Jones. So I just don't know how we can sit here and blame Mourinho when you can see that it's just so. But it's just because of the organisational structure of the club at the moment. So I think it needs a bit of a revamp, to be honest. I'm not blaming Mourinho because, because yeah, basically. Aaron, I'll bring you back in. Could you just turn off the um, the, the, the volume? Yeah, the volume in the background. That was Jamie, sunny, um, there's been talk about us getting a director of mm. football. Do you think that could help some of the things Aaron... Uh, sorry, Sonny suggested there. I don't think it's going to do any harm just because... You know, it has been a little bit scattergun uh, transfer policy, basically since because Fer- Ferguson was sort of the whole deal, wasn't he? He was genius manager, director of football. He, he was the chairman of the board. You know, it was it was a whole it was a whole thing. Once he left, there's a vacuum in all in all those areas. Um, it's an interesting thing about this centre back thing. I'm just going to throw, throw this at at, at you uh, and the listener. I think it, it was called Sonny. In the last in the in the two seasons of Mourinho, you know, has been the manager. You've had the second lowest goals allowed in the Premier League. So it's twenty. I think it's twenty seven and twenty eight or twenty eight and twenty nine. The only teams that have let in less. In the Premier League of the Champions that year, so at City and Chelsea. Also, Lindelof and Bailly were are his buys. So it's not as if he hasn't been backed. It's not as if I think the defence is a bit of a red herring. I don't quite understand it. You your, your goal return is paltry in the league. In in the Chelsea title-winning team, I think it was in the fifth uh, season. It was in the fifties, and last year it was like 64, 67 or something like that. City scored what was it, one hundred and six? I think that's the issue. I tend to agree with you a little bit there. Whilst I do see that there's. We should have bought a central half. We should have bought fullbacks. I fully see that as a big issue at United. I do see that there's so much talent in our attack that there has to be more goals in there somehow, some way. Now, we're going to get another call in, um, and it's Aaron uh, this time. And he, What's your thoughts, Aaron? Um, well, in terms of what you just said there, because um, I've got a point, but I just wanted to address what you um, just said. What yeah, you said. I'd like to hear your point it's after that as well. 
Yeah, yeah, thank you. But um, it's just that we played attack. Like what Mourinho is saying is that we have to play as defensive football because he doesn't trust our centre back pairing, and that's why we're not attacking games. And he showed in that in the Spurs game for the first 45 minutes that yeah, we can attack and we can do that and we can bring our wing back forward, but we haven't got the centre backs to trust in us to stay back. If you know what I mean. So it's sort of like an open-ended question. Mm-hmm. So like he's playing reserves because he knows that our defence is poor and that's why we've had good defence for the past two years and he's saying if you want to see us play attacking football then I need a centre back that I can rely on at the back because at the minute I don't just like the first game proved he's bought two though hasn't he Lindelof yeah, and Bailly like, so Car- how many does he need yeah, but what about need, Carrier? You need 500 what about Carrier at Liverpool <laughs> they bought, bought Carrier he, he's bought catch a ball to save his life ship him off and get Alisson for three times the amount <laughs> I, 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 was, I, I always Monday, thought attack I always thought attack was the best form of defence. more than both Bay and Lindelof put together. I That's totally a poor that. argument. I totally hear that from Aaron in terms that it feels like... I, I understand Bay and Lindelof, Jose has to do more with them. But I also totally understand that we are dealing with different ownership models here. You've got... You will look over... This is why people always say... This is, it frustrates me when I want to talk about United and people say, Ah, oh, but Liverpool, but City... But you have to look there because mm-hmm. their owners are trying to help them win the league. Our owners aren't. They're just trying to help us get by. Um, and I think that's obvious by the fact that we've still got Valencia, Smalling, Jones and Young rocking up the place um, at times. And it's really frustrating to see that it's clear we need players. And you, you look at you look at Pep, he brought one goalkeeper. He wasn't good enough. So we spent another world record free on another one. And they have luxuries that Jose does not and maybe that has effect. Like this is why I do feel some sympathy for him. Whilst I criticise him a lot for the footballing side of things, mm-hmm. I do feel some sympathy for the for the transfer side of things and what's going on above his head. Can I just get Aaron just to say his point about uh, getting uh, about the loss on the on Monday? What was it that you wanted yeah, to yeah. say about that loss? Yeah, yeah. Basically, like I've never been so happy to see us lose three 0 to Spurs because. Me and a lot of fans, I think I'd agree on saying, like, expected us to get, like, a 1-0, straggy, maybe, like, an own goal win against Spurs and then probably lose to Burnley the next week and be stuck in this, like, same thing we were in last year mm-hmm. where, like, just the, the same problems happen. Whereas, like, it highlighted to me that, like, Mourinho's not the man to blame at United. It's evident that it's the big players, like Lukaku, Pogba, Sanchez, aren't pulling their weight. And it, I reckon the man to blame is Ed Woodward, the guy that signed them players, the guy that's got the big, like, gone over Mourinho's head on, like, in terms of transfer dealing, and has made this, like, sort of ethos that, like, it's more important the amount of shirt sales that a player gets than his performance on the pitch. Aaron, Aaron, thank you very much for your call. I mean, it's an interesting point. He's, he says that. Um, I don't know how you feel about it. Um, and with all this going on, we did have the Champions League draw, which you reacted to live. Oh, if man. anyone who's just missed that, who have United got? Manchester United have got Juventus. Ronaldo is coming <laughs> home and we didn't need a plain banner to do it. <laughs> and then we've got Valencia as well. And of course, young boys of Switzerland. So it's a group that is very difficult on paper, but a group that we should be expecting to get through from, Mm -hmm. whether that's first or second. But what are you looking forward to the most out of that group? Are you looking forward to Cristiano Ronaldo coming back to Old Trafford, Paul Pogba going back to Juventus? um, And do you think Paul Pogba, this is an interesting question at this time, because we're going back to Juventus, do you think Paul Pogba is a better player now than he was when he left Juventus for Manchester United? 
I'm just I gonna, think he is. I'm just going to have to take a little break, Adam. Is it all right? I know it's the show's right. I need a drink. Can someone get us a drink? I will get you a drink get a little coffee. Right. Honestly, a couple-minute break. The, answer that question from Adam just said then in the comments. Is Pogba a better player now or when he left Juventus? Also, with the group out, and this is what will come to you, Jamie, how far are United going to do? Uh, how far are United going to get in the Champions League? We need to have your say in the comments. We'll be back in about two minutes. I'm going to make Adam a brew. You yes. stay there. Respect. 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 Respect, man. Respect. 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 Excess Manchester. This is the Manchester Football Social. Full-time Devils Takeover. Yeah. We're back. We're back again with the FTD fan phoning with Excess Manchester. And we've got a very, very special call coming up next as well because the Champions League draw has just been made and Manchester United have been drawn into an absolutely fantastic <laughs> It's Champions dead League easy. Draw. It's great Juventus, fun. Valencia... Yeah. And young boys we can of do it. Switzerland. So, we're going to go to David Garrido, who's not only a Valencia fan and a La Liga football expert, he also has his own YouTube channel, La Liga Lowdown. And David is going to give us all the background on our opposition, Valencia. David, how you doing? Very well. How are you guys doing? I'm good, thank you. Hope I got your introduction right there. La Liga lowdown, isn't absolutely, it? Absolutely spot on. Yeah, that's, that's bang on. Uh, look, I think this is a brilliant group. I mean, I have to say, you probably feel the same. I feel for young boys. Turn you. I mean, yeah, you know, have a rough ride United of Valencia. Young whipping boys, <laughs> I think so. Um, One way no, of putting this, it. This, this, is, um, <laughs> this is a really cracking draw. Uh, because, of course, all the headlines are going to be about Ronaldo heading back to Old Trafford, right? But Valencia are a team that have really transitioned massively over the last couple of years. Uh, it was sort of early on in Peter Lim's ownership. They were struggling, finishing 12th, Gary Neville, all of those uh, situations and stories. But then... Marcelino has come in. Now, Marcelino used to manage Villarreal, uh, got them into the sort of top four, top six, a real kind of disciplinarian, obsessed with his players' weight and their fitness in pre-season. He worked them really hard. And then last year, we turned them around. Valencia finished fourth. And they've just signed a player called Gonzalo Gellish, who is perhaps... You know, one of the outstanding players of last season, pace to burn, incredible technical player as well, goals and assists galore. And they've got, for me, one of the best midfields in Europe. Jeffrey Kondogbia, who signed from Inter Milan, Dani Parejo, who's a Valencia legend and captain, and their great white hope for the future, Carlos Soler. And you put all that together, I think that will be really hard to come up against. And it will cause some real question marks for Jose Mourinho. So how do I deal with this? Because it's a 4-4-2 that really stays in shape without the ball, and they are so quick when they actually grab hold of the ball and then go and attack. And I think that, you know, uh, whether you're Juventus or, or whether you're Manchester United, I think it's going to be a real challenge doing that, especially in the Mestalla, where the crowd really get up. It's an incredible stadium if they've ever been. Yeah. So I think that, you know, Valencia are going to pose a real challenge here. Do you, do you think Valencia will be going into this group then, confident that they will progress? I think that they think that it's basically three into two. Uh, they'll probably see themselves as the third of the three uh, that Juventus and Manchester United with all of their history uh, with the ones that are expected to progress to the last 16. But I think that, you know, they're a team who pose these threats and maybe they've just been underrated over time. Maybe they've been a little bit, um, I don't know, over time uh, in the last five seasons, um, they've performed the low par. There's no doubt about that. Valencia are the, you know, the fourth biggest team in Spain after Barcelona, Real Madrid and Atletico. So I think that they are aware of their place, but they've got incredible history. Remember, Rafa Benitez mm -hmm. managed this team and took them uh, you know, to a UEFA Cup and two league titles. Mm -hmm. 
and before that they'd reached two Champions League finals. Is they're a long way away from those kind of accolades, but they are definitely on their way back. And I think they they know that they can do some damage. So I'd say it's sort of quiet confidence that they can knock one of either Juve or Manchester United out of the Champions League. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for your call, David. Uh, David Garrido there from La Liga Lowdown and. Um, We'll hopefully get him on full-time doubles for the Valencia preview when we get to doing that. So thank you very much, David. Greedo, check him out on La Liga Lowdown. We're going to go to Chris now, who's been waiting for a while. Sorry about the wait, Chris. Sorry about that, mate. It's not my fault. And then the big Andy Tate's gone after you, Chris. So you're sort of the warm-up for him. Don't let us down. <laughs> well, uh, I just wanted to talk about how well most of the players played against Spurs. I mean, that first half was probably one of the most exciting first halves we've had against a big team in about five years and uh, I think what Jose done in that press conference was very smart it's quite he took he deflected a lot of questions you know he, he took it to make it all about himself so all week everyone's been talking about Jose and storming out and instead of talking about a 75 million pound striker that couldn't hit an open goal that even my nan could have scored is, uh, is, she, is she available on the weekend? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I help coach my uh, my nephew's team, and they're like eight-year-olds, and uh, even they were all sitting around talking about that open goal miss. Mm, it was we, painful. We getting, yeah, it was painful. It's painful to see us lose, uh, especially the Spurs. But um, like the amount of time, I, I live quite far away uh, now. I, I live like four-hour drive away, and I, when I come up to the games. I um I always stay to the end just because I've travelled four hours, so I'm making sure I'm in the ground for low enough. But uh Do you think find... that that Jose Mourinho at the end, I've heard some sceptical views of it. Do you think Jose Mourinho just purposely felt a connection towards the fans and it was a natural connection between him and the Stretford end? Or B, yeah. you, have, do you have a sceptical view of it where you think that maybe Jose was playing a little bit and kind of sending a message to Ed Woodward that hold on? These guys are still with me and not with you. Yeah, I, I think I think the thing is Woodward's kind of used the media a little bit in the past with Van Gaal, and well, he needed no help with Moyes. But um, like the kind of the media have always been because we're such a hated club by every other fan base in the country because of how successful we were for Fergie. That all these people are going to click on everything and comment on everything. You see it on the United page. There's always fans from every other team sitting there laughing and joking when we've lost. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, you got, you got, if you can't support the team when they're losing, then you don't deserve to be there when you're winning. Do you see that a lot then, uh, Jamie? Do you see other fans, like, Thank do you, do much, you see when you write the articles, mm. other fans will, will like to read United's, you know, misery? Hey, listen, there's no shadow of a doubt that Manchester United are the most followed, stroke, kind of talked about team, you know. Um, I'll give you an example. It, when, when the Guardian does a, a United story, there's far more interest in traffic than there is, say, City. I mean, we'll look, we'll, you know, and it is massive. You're looking at 10, 15 to 1. So, you know, that there, there is a point there. And it is because, you know, of the success, basically, in the history and, and, all, and all the rest of it. And the rest, Jamie. And, <laughs> and the, the rest. We've got someone online, too, Never ready to go. Been. Remember, we want your questions, not only via the phone, via YouTube as well, for Jamie Jackson. We've got him in the studio. And remember, he's also got an alter ego with Jamie Ooh. Paradise. And we'll be getting to tell you all Love about his book. Nighttime call. I'm loving the look of that. Producer Chris is already ready. He loves it. He loves it. Um, and we'll be checking about that in a little bit. But we're getting more from Jamie Jackson 
and Jamie Paradise as well. We've got two guests for the price of one here on the <laughs> FTD fan phoning. But first things first, Andy Tate, Andy Tate, Andy, Andy Tate. Good evening, gents. You like Adam? <laughs> yes, Andy. How you doing, mate? I'm okay, mate. I'm okay. Uh, still recovering from last couple of days and the result is not happy. Not, not, we're not, yeah, fans are not all happy, are we? So um, I just don't feel part of the club at the moment with the way the club's being run. And I feel United need to start interacting with the fans more. Like uh, I see Manchester City and Liverpool, it, it looks like a family club, I and mean, it just seems to me that all we United fans are—you, me, everybody who goes—we're just cash cows, mate. And I, I just want to feel part of the club again, and it's—it's—it uh, it's, it's, hurts. And I want to see a team that tries, not just. Um, Why do you think you're seeing the team the way it is at the moment, Andy? Who do? You, who do you blame for the current situation um, that, we, that we see? It's a mix of everybody. It's a mix of everybody. Jose has made everybody miserable. And you want, like I say, after that FA Cup final finished, Mr Woodward, Mr Corporate Guy himself, Mr High Almighty, was given a list of players. He, didn't, he delivered Fred. That was it. And a goalkeeper. And some of the young lads from Porto, and LP uh, prospers. But it, it, it all goes upstairs, and it's disappointing. I mean, I don't feel part, like I say, I don't feel part of the club. My dad is very disappointed with United's lack of investment in the summer. And if you want a successful team, a challenge, all we want to do is challenge, even if you don't win. Yeah, you point. don't challenge this season. You know, even if you don't win a trophy. I, I take second in the Premier League again. I take losing the FA Cup final. We made the Champions League final, knowing we've challenged and, and used the tradition and what, what how we play and how we used to play. And hopefully it's for the future, but them, them corporate people upstairs and Mr Woodward need to take this on board and give make the fans feel like family again. Mm. No, it's a good point there, Andy. Andy. Thank Andy you very much. Thank you very much for your call, Andy. Um, I can see something. That I've, I've done something for Webby. Uh, Webby's not here in a minute, but we will talk more about that later on. Uh, are the wings for Webby arrived? Well, do you know what? Wings for Webby have arrived, but we'll, well talk about that later on. I'm hungry, so... I, no, they've just, they've just, just arrived. Just, I don't it happens to be the busiest day uh, for Manchester United, <laughs> but Bunny Jacksons have come with wings for Webby. We'll have to send some in the post. Jamie, can I just ask you a quick yeah. question? No, we're not sending nothing in the post. <laughs> we can do. Um, for you and the draw and everything that's mounting up against uh, Jose, mm. is, there, is there a point where you see the games coming up he just needs to carry on winning and and being the manager he is to getting three points bit by bit. But is there any points of the season where you can see being vital for United? Obviously, he's got to win against Burnley and continue. But is the big games coming up against the top four that are, are going to be the make or break points as you sit there and, what, uh, and think about it? What I'd like to see is United win the next however many games it is until you. I think you either play Chelsea and, and City or all the other way around. You know, until you hit those sort of uh, two two heavyweights and. You know, you might be looking back on this, and I think he's got it in him to do it, as, as like your blip for the season. I do agree with Andy's point there. It was an underwhelming transfer window, and I'm being polite. Just just to bring in one fifty-five million million um, uh, midfielder in Fred, and, and you know, a fullback Dallo, he, he rates highly. I'm, I'm told, but you know, he's untested in our league. He's only played about seven games professionally, anyway. That was a bad transfer window. I was a bit surprised by that. But you know, in terms of importance, he, it, it's a cliche. It's a cliche because it's true. But he's got to win. Really, Burnley, Watford, whoever's coming after that, and you know, get 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 into sort of um, you know October. Mid, mid do you October, think Mourinho can rescue this situation? Yeah, def one hundred percent. Yeah, because I remember like 
I feel like it's getting to a point where it may be too far gone for him. Mm-hmm. No, no, not t- all of his own doing, but I feel like that point could be there but soon. Just to go back to this, this famous press conference um, after Spurs, I, <laughs> I liked the way he came in there because he, he was he was annoyed, obviously, and frustrated that um, that United had lost. But he, he was also he, he came across to me anyway as a man who, who who was up for the fight. It wasn't just the negativity maybe we were talking about previously on, in pre-season. And, you know, he had a bit of a spark about him. You know what he said about the game and the way in which he took losing. I thought was good. He was sort of he was positive about not he didn't want to lose obviously, but you know he was positive. He could see the positives and he put you know he was explaining them and, and what he did with Luke Shaw. I thought I thought that you know so there's, there's signs there. Mm-hmm. You know it's like you could go to Burnley, stuff them five 0 and suddenly oh okay everything seems yeah, all right. That's football so for you. I'm just going to bring in Cam. He's been on for 25 minutes. Then we've got to take a little break. Cam, you okay? Sorry, Cam. Oh, just turn the video down in the background as well. The wings are getting cold outside. I can see him. Uh, Cam, what is uh, what are your thoughts, Cam? Just saying, like, did anyone actually buy that about what he done on when he went to the Stratford end and all that? Because you know, I'm a lot happier this week because I, honestly, I'm surprised no one's mentioned it. With Martial signing a new deal, you know, Mourinho don't want him there. I think he's basically one more loss, he's gone. I think he's gone. <laughs> one more loss and Mourinho's out. One more loss, he's gone. No, because they're not back in the manager. You know, he don't like Martial. We can all agree on that, can't we? He's supposed to be signing a five-year deal in the next. That's few protecting days. an asset, though. Maybe you understand what I mean? Because he's on it. it He's only got two years left if the, if they uh, trigger the second. But Marshall, this, well, they must say something to him. You can't force him to sign that contract, can you? No, but it's more money, isn't it? You, you, we'll, we'll, you, yeah, we'll bump up your wages, sign for us, yeah, and, yeah, and then we'll... suddenly he's a fifty or sixty million pound asset rather than whatever he would be. I think you know, there's a bit of that going on, and so in that respect, if he's not going to go this window, Mourinho will we'll see the sense in that. Come, thank you very much for your call. Well, I don't we think just... there's any harm as well in Manchester United getting him signed up because look, whether you love Mourinho or hate Mourinho. Facts are, in two years, the history history says it's unlikely he's going to be at United. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a different one uh, because Mourinho's got that character, but he's becoming a bit of a parody of him, of himself. We, we don't know. You who, said it. Who knows? I said it. Right, we're going to have to take a quick break, um, but I want to ask you a question, um, and this is for everyone in the, in the room. Who currently in the United squad has the most goals for Manchester United? That I is know. a tricky. What well, you know straight away. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. You're good. My boy's well. second as you're well. You're well good, Adam. Right, what you're going to do is you're going to answer in the comments section. Uh, the wings for Webby from Bunny Jackson's have arrived, so we're going to eat them uh, with our coffee that I made beforehand. You're going to answer that question and you're going to see us in about two minutes. This is the Manchester Football Social. Full-time Devils Takeover. Yeah. We're back again for the final quarter of the FTD yes. Fan phoning and we are with jamie jackson aka jamie paradise you can see his new book on screen if it's a good book good looking cover and of course we've got joe yeah, I've deck got, to my aunt. Do you know what I mean? Uh, although <laughs> we, I, I, actually now with Holly Willoughby in, who's going to be me or who's Holly? Who's Holly? And who's? Oh, never mind. I'm a celebrity. Who cares? Let's talk about <laughs> Manchester United. The question I asked you before the break: Who in the Manchester United squad has currently got the most goals? Now you get a bonus point if you tell me how many. I know. Jamie, who do you think oh, it is? I should know this, shouldn't I? You, you should do. You should. Uh, is it Rashford? No. No. Who is it, Adam? One matter. It is is one matter. Martial's second, by the way. With 39 goals, but it doesn't really bode well for us, does it? I mean, (laughs) maybe more goals needs to be scored. Martial's second. In Manchester United. Just letting people know that Martial's second. 
Right, we've got about 12 minutes left of this <laughs> mad show where we've had Mourinho, we've had someone saying he's going to get sacked if he loses another game, and we've got Champions League as Where's well. Where's the to respect button? Press it. Uh, uh, you talk and I'll get the respect button ready. <laughs> the respect button ready. We want to press that. Yeah. Jamie. Yeah. Jamie, could yeah. you just tell us a little bit about your respect, 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 <laughs> respect, man. Respect, respect, respect. respect. <laughs> Jamie, could you just tell us a little bit? Uh, it's, uh, if Pulp Fiction was a book, it would be this book. Um, <laughs> it's about a fake cocaine bust. It's got a, a porno entrepreneur. Uh, the coming light sp- reading then for all the family. <laughs> the, 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 the coming, the coming spit of a Shoreditch is trapped over for old Di Frederick the Frenchster Street, who's, who's as bent as they come as a Met pleaser, but he also loves a bit of house music, a bit of disco. He's, <laughs> he's, he's pushing fifty, and honestly, his moves are ridiculous. So oh, it's, my you know, it's obviously mad even so, just so, hearing the blurb of that. <laughs> some of it's tongue in cheek, some of it's you know a little bit more serious, but hopefully it's a, it's a rip roaring yarn. Is it I'm, how your life would have been if you never found journalism, it's Jamie? All completely, <laughs> it's, it's all completely made up. Remember that. Okay. We've got so much to talk about as well. We are looking towards the Burnley game, which is this weekend. Another away trip for Manchester United. Another three points at stake Come on. in the Premier League. And um, a big three points at stake as well. Now, I see we've got Scotty Stewart lined up for another uh. call, so I can't wait to hear his thoughts. <laughs> but I want to know from you two, in a word... If Jose Mourinho was to lose this game <laughs> against Burnley, will he be manager for the next fan phoning? Unless it's a 10-0 shellacking, yes. Oh, yeah, I just don't see how we're going to be able to sit here, though, and take another defeat. I mean, it's already happened last week and it's happened this week. Maybe it's just us, Adam. Maybe we need to break up and then United start winning again. But I just don't see how the fans <laughs> could take any more... Scott Stewart will have a heart attack. Everyone who calls in <laughs> will just completely lose their, their stuff. Burnley cannot get three points against Manchester United. And it would be so awful as well long, because they're long. playing tonight yeah. in the Europa yes. League. Oh, yeah. So if they play in the Europa League and then beat United, oh, I don't it's even not, want to happen. Let's get those positive thoughts yeah, out exactly. there. Let's start, you know, all that positive, law of A lot of positivity. Stuff that. Uh, should we go to Scott Stewart Let's then? Should we have it. a little Let's word with him? Scottie Stewart is Only a couple of minutes, Scott Stewart, because I know you like to rant, but we've got about a couple of minutes for you to have your say. Okay there, boys. How's yes. it going? Very well, Stuart. Now, you weren't happy last week. How's oh, this no. week? Well, what can I say? What can I bloody say? But, listen, on, on football players, you know my stance on Hosey. I'm not going to keep going on about it. You know what I stand on the gay. But, the caller before was right what he said. There's, there's a whole compulsion of things by Manchester United in the situation that they're in at the moment. You know, from the board to the players to the manager. Even the fan base is, is fractured at the moment. And people are saying he should stay, he should go. But football players, some of the players, they're right, the fans saying some of the players need to take the blame in some of this. Because well, let me tell you something about football players. They blame everybody bloody else but themselves. That's what footballers do. They always look at other people. They don't take it on their own shoulders if they've had a bad game. A lot of them do that. They don't like to look themselves in the mirror. A lot of footballers are like that. Let me tell you, that, that's, that's advice for nothing. Well, yeah. well, that's one for you, Jamie. Uh, Jamie, you, yeah. have you put criticism towards managers. Have you ever put criticism towards a player about their performance, about how they're not really putting it forward for United, not doing it for United? Have you ever done that in your career? Or is there even any opportunity to ever do that? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's sort of obviously it's constructive criticism. You know, it's not just coating off a player just 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 to do it. Just, but all the time. I mean, if I, if I write a piece about 
Pogba or Rashford or Martial, you usually find that they'll, 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 you know it's, it's supposed to be balanced and, and the good things will be highlighted and, and the bad things. I mean, going on about honesty in footballers, the caller's got a great point. Uh, nice one, Stuart. But Pogba was actually honest, wasn't he, after the Brighton games? I mean, it was a hilariously odd thing to say. My attitude wasn't right. So I think he was. was a little bit lost in translation. Like, I think I feel like he said well, attitude, what's, but what's he lost meant in translation. I feel like he said about? attitude, but he meant probably like application. Right. Or, okay. I think he meant. Either way, though, he, at least he was on. He was yeah. on that occasion fronting up, and you know, fair play to the guy. But I think I think there is a general thing there because you know it's these it's footballers' careers, and if if they sort of start to turn around and say, "Yeah, I'm awful," then that doesn't breed confidence in him from from the manager. Mm. So I, I kind of get that as well. So his attitude uh, wasn't good at Brighton. Did you see a change in in the game against Spurs? Um, if you come out and say that, do you think then you have to change your attitude? You know what? I I, th- I thought he was pretty average against Spurs. He played on the right hand side of the midfield and. Um, the gentleman before talked about Valencia's midfield being good. I think it was David Garrido. Well, I'm looking at that midfield and, you know, again, on paper, it's excellent. And Pogba, is a, when he plays well, he plays very well. He was very good against Leicester, but I thought he was a little bit lost um, against Spurs. So, yeah, listen, I, I, I think his application, actually, whichever word or phrase you want to use, was, was, was a lot better, was there. But I just think he continues to be an enigma. And this is where I have a lot of sympathy for Mourinho. He must be tearing his hair out looking at Pogba. And I got what he was saying about the World Cup performances. He needs to remember why he was so good. He's basically saying, get up for every game, whether it's Brighton, Leicester, Manchester City, Spurs, I could go on, just play them all the same, like mm-hmm. a World Cup final. So I think he's right on that one. I definitely hear that. Anyway, moving on to another caller. It is Imran, who wants to speak about Jose and Ed Woodward is online one. How are you doing, Imran? I'm good, lads. Yourself? Yeah, yeah very well, Imran. Can I just start off by saying there's only one Andy Tate and expecting <laughs> to uh, pop up when the United manager's under pressure. <laughs> 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 it feels like, yeah, exactly. Um, maybe give it good. To be fair to him, he does he does speak when, when he's not under pressure, but yeah. only about half the people tune in then. <laughs> I just want to quickly talk about, just quickly take a little bit of time. I just want to talk about Ed Woodward. Now, I'm not going to mention David Moyes as, as something that Ed Woodward did because Moyes came in, we all know, on a technicality basis of a legend <laughs> nominating him. So I'm not going to put that. But when he took on Louis Van Gaal, the style of football, the, the philosophy, it didn't suit United. Um, I believe when Mourinho's come in, and they've sacked Van Gaal after an FA Cup, I believe when Mourinho's come in, we took him on because Klopp has ended up at Liverpool. Pep's ended up at Man City and Eastern are going, oh God, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to bring? And it's almost a panic type of situation where they're going, right, we're going to take the next best thing. We're going to bring in Mourinho. Now you've brought him in, you need to back him. You need to back him. Mourinho's issue is he's, he's too defensive. He doesn't trust his players. The only other game where I saw Mourinho uh, and I thought, this is the football you need to play, and you guys would have watched it, was when City come to our backyard and thought they were going to win the league in the second off, he went, right, forget everything, just go for them. And, and this, I'll be honest with you, when they played uh, Tottenham um, this week, when I played uh, Tottenham this week, I'm happy for United to lose that way because they're attacking. Eventually, that style is going to pay off because the players that we have are na- naturally just attackers. Then, you know, Sanchez can't defend. Pogba doesn't like defending. Uh, one matter is not obviously a winger, but he's playing out wide. United need to attack. Eventually, that style will pay off. And what Mourinho needs to realise from Sir Alex is he trusted the young lot. Play a lot. Where's Scott McTominay gone? 
You know, the guy started off so brilliantly. Where's he gone? Um, you know, where have you the lads gone? That you know, Rashford, Martial. Yeah, they will. They, I think they will get the, the game you, time. Imran, um, do you I know? Mind not seeing McTominay, to be honest, but because um, I think the midfield is is better with Pereira and Fred and Pug. But yeah. Uh, Jamie, what do you think well, about his There was an interesting point he made there about the recruitment of the manager because I, I was told when when it looked like Van Aal was definitely going to go. You remember, you remember, you had that 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 really bad time over Boxing Day. I think you lost at Stoke. Mm. It was like that game. Oh, that is so awful. I, I was mm. hearing, I was hearing quite a lot from from the Mourinho side of things, and it was like we haven't heard from, we haven't heard from, haven't heard from United, haven't heard from you, and even up until I think I did April or maybe a May story. Just, be, just before it started to go the way, saying that they're yet to contact Mourinho's people. So I think there is an element of they weren't, you know, particularly keen on recruiting him. Edward wasn't particularly keen. Um, but, you know, he, he's here now. Um, and we've got to back him. We have to yeah, back him. Final let's call see, of the let's night. Let's see what Paul's saying. All the way from Oklahoma. Ooh, is that, is that Oklahoma, States? Yeah, America, yeah. I think. Yeah, 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 it'd be nice and early there, about one o'clock, two o'clock. Paul! Three o'clock, right? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> All back from Oklahoma. It's almost one o'clock here. <laughs> oh, lovely. You got a minute, uh, Paul. What are your thoughts on Jose? All right. So here's the thing, guys. Since uh, Fergie left, all the two managers we had before Jose couldn't bring big names to United. Jose, over the last two seasons, was able to bring in the likes of Pogba, Zlatan. You have, you know, we brought in Bayi. All we had to do was back him up this season and let Jose go do what he has to do. You know, United is not, it's not, it's struggling right now because Pep would not come when he saw the kind of players we had. Uh, Klopp wouldn't come when he saw the players that we had. So we needed a massive rebuilding, and I don't know why Ed Woodward would do that to the to, to the club because I think this is shooting himself in the foot. This is terrible. You need to back the manager till the third year. You give him a contract, give him the players he needs, let him win so we can build momentum, and then bring the young lads and let everybody come in so we can play the style that we want to play. Right now, this is more like we're looking for immediate results. We need something to keep the club going. Mm -hmm. Five years, and we haven't won anything in Premier League, you know. But Jose cannot give us at least two. Two, uh, two good titles, you know? So we need to do something. We need to back the guy up. Lovely. Um, thank you very thank much. You, Paul. Paul. I just want to read one little comment out uh, Comment out that says, I wish we had Rooney here. Oh, and I'm no, just wondering. No, but not, well, not Rooney. Not, not Rooney. In the, I'm wondering in the studio. How, and yeah, in the studio. It I'm helped us polish them wings, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, he loved, he loved I was, wings for Wayne. Wings for Wayne. I was wondering, do United miss that sort of leader who knows what United is about? Even though, because Carrick's gone at the minute, and I know Valencia was played under Fergie, but there's something maybe missing in there do you, do you see leadership in the squad i think that's a that's a very interesting point I, yeah I, I think there is, i can't get over i can't understand valencia being captain again it's almost sort of by default i'm told and i don't know if it's true that the, the guy can't speak english now that's up to him but how long's he how long's he you know he was at wigan before how long's he been in can, the country can i just say yeah of course you can antonio valencia one time managed to have a conversation with me when i was very drunk so right. he does speak English. I just, was, was he very? Drunk? He probably just doesn't mean? want to speak to, to, <laughs> to journalists, Jamie. <laughs> well, that's something we've been doing. Don't blame him. I can't speak English for the next couple of seconds. If he's got we've one. got thirty seconds. We've got thirty no, seconds. No, no Webby's final word today, which oh, means you're gonna have to do it, Joe, Jamie. No, you get Why? it, Joe. Uh, let, let's just have a, a Burnley prediction from Jamie. Is it going to uh, be back to winning ways? Yeah, 3-1 to United. Oh, buzzing. 3-1 to United. You're sleeping off early to go eat their wings, aren't you? 
2 0 United. 2 0 United. Tony Marshall scores again. With <laughs> 10 seconds left, I can say that, yeah, I think United will be back to winning ways. Um, and I also want to say thank you very much to Jamie for joining us. Thank you, Jamie. The, pod, the podcast as well, it's out uh, later on. We'll have a bit extra in it. We'll have a bit extra. So, you know, if you want to hear more of us rambling on, uh, enjoy that. Thank you very much for uh, listening. Subscribe to Full Time Devils. Go show off this book. Thank you very much. Bye bye. <laughs> Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.